With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome, everyone. If you are listening to this episode, the contingency episode, it means I failed to secure a guest. That's okay, because sometimes you can't. You know, sometimes, um, you know, stuff happens and last minute stuff and that's okay. You know, I don't blame it on anyone. I think this is a great, fuck that's hot, opportunity to try something different. So in the events, I can't get guests. Maybe I will do episodes like this where I just talk and rant, depending on, um, you know, if y'all enjoy them and if I like them. So with that said, well, I don't know if you count Doge as a guest, uh, I think you can. I like Shiva's. If you didn't know, I'm uh, a big fan. I've only met three in real life, four maybe, and um, I think they didn't like me. I was kind of bummed out. But then I realized, I think someone told me that Shiva's are not, um, they're more like cats than anything is what I heard. Uh, they're not as friendly and outgoing as other breeds, but that's okay. I see them in memes all the time. I post them. All right, welcome. So this is my room. Um, I cleaned this part of the room because it's on camera. Uh, my room's somewhat messy. It used to be messier. Now, not so much. But before we get into all the rants, let's get into some serious stuff. Let's see what's on the agenda. Okay. Um, you know, my condolences to anyone or my families, friends who may have been involved in the Thousand Oaks shooting um, the, in the borderline bar and grill, I believe. Uh, you know, thinking about it now, I think I might have been there um, five, six years ago. Um, very unfortunate uh, these events keep happening um, my condolences and prayers um, you know I think it's a big reason or it's one of the reasons why I like to stay home you never know you know I just feel this feeling of unsafeness or something I don't know but I don't really drink that much anyways or go out as much but um, yeah I just kind of stay home a lot these days so again my condolences and prayers, setting out good, um, you know, positive vibes to all those that were affected. It's a very tough time. Um, also, two of the weekend are the fires going on in LA and also at, in parts of NorCal. Um, I hear that uh, it's gone down. It's been contained 30%. Um, it's a tragedy. It happens every year. Fire breaks out around this time of the year when their uh, Santa Ana winds picking up 
Um, so again, my condolences and prayers to those that were affected, sending positive vibes uh, and good thoughts to those who were affected. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's terrible, unfortunate these things happen. Um, here there's rain next week. I hopefully, hopefully that there actually is rain and it's just not the weather app fucking with us. Let's see. So, uh, rest in peace to all those that uh, passed away in those tragic events or that were affected. Um, once again, condolences, prayers, sending out good thoughts. You know. um, what else? Okay. Uh, also, too, uh, Stan Lee passed away yesterday, I believe, at age 95. Um, also very tragic. He had a huge impact on many of us for those into comics, uh, movies of Marvel, and just comics in general. Um, I grew up watching the X-Men cartoon show, the first old one animated series, and um, big fan of comics, you know, so to see him pass is, um, it's, you know, 95, it's, it's a, you know, it's a pretty long life, and it's just unfortunate happen. He'll be very missed, um, he left a legacy. Okay, so, moving on to lighter things, um, speaking of lighter things, if you didn't know, I'm partially colorblind, most of y'all probably know, if you worked with me, if we had an art class together, or if you just hang around me long enough and you ask me to, you know, get like a color Gatorade and I give you the wrong shade or I point out something, oh, I like that purple sweater. Oh, no, that's navy. Oh, oh, okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, if y'all didn't know, if I look at the stoplights, the crosswalk, that green light, it looks white to me. Now I can see why it'd be green, but it looks more white to me than green. Found that I was colorblind, or partially colorblind, sorry, when I was, um, when I was younger. Um, I remember in kindergarten or preschool, I was uh, coloring and this was in the Philippines, and um, I think I colored maybe the trunk of a tree green and the and the leaves brown. The teacher made it a point to show it to everyone in the class, and everyone was laughing. I thought that was just, you know, I was a kid. I didn't know my colors. And then I turned seven, and I went to an optometrist here, and the optometrist ran some tests to make sure I needed glasses, if I had any uh, challenges with my eyesight. And there was this test, right? And it was to arrange the colors um, from darkest to lightest. I was able to match, or not match, I was able to correctly input the colors on the ends of the spectrum the lights and darks, you know, you have white on one side, black on one side, something like that, I don't know. But when it 
got to the middle and it became a bit more murky for me. I was having a tough time and the doctor looked at the results and said, hey, He's partially colorblind. I don't recommend him being a fighter pilot, which didn't totally ruin my dreams. I didn't want to be a fighter pilot, although I like jets and uh, all those kind of movies. What was that movie with Tom Cruise? Um, Top Gun. There you go. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Let's see. Yeah, so that's my little thing. And then, um, kind of funny um, I'm not wearing a romper just wearing two clothing items articles that are gray gray is my favorite color because there's different shades and I don't know I just say gray all the time and it works you know dark gray light gray heather gray I love it um, so yeah and let's see what else um, okay let's recap um, this weekend was pretty fun for me. It was uh, quite eventful. On Saturday, I performed at the CSUN VSA, Vietnamese Student Association. I performed at the Northridge by Night, which is a talent show. Uh, proceeds of the money go to a charitable cause in Vietnam. I forget exactly which one, but I know that it helps um, helps out kids in Vietnam. So that's pretty awesome. Um, my history with VSA, I used to be a member um, 2006, 2017 um, in my last year of, uh, sorry, this is weird. I'm just talking to the camera and um, the microphone. It feels like I'm vlogging again. Fucking hated vlogging. Um, 2017, my last semester at CSUN, I, I joined. Uh, someone told me, "Hey, there's a talent show. You may want to perform there." I said, "Sure." You know, it's always good when you get a chance, if you're a musician, performer, to get out there and perform. I got there and I realized, or I got in contact with Tin, who was the president at the time, and I showed him my music videos and my music, and he told me, "Hey, actually, you know, it's." really not a talent show but show up anyways it's for play kind of thing so I remember that day I think it was a Thursday I got my thigh tat no I got my calf tattooed by Karina my right calf I got a really large Grim Reaper piece that takes up a good chunk of my calf I didn't realize how much that would hurt fucking hurt like hell I just did the outline. After the outline, I made my way to Seasun, uh, which is across the street from One Truth Tattoo, and I met with Tin and Obi, who was the vice president at the time, um, to meet up and you know talk about the role. And I was like blacking out, almost passing out because. I don't know, I just, you know, you come out of a tattoo that big, you feel all woozy and lightheaded and you gotta meet up with someone. Um, so I still met up with them. I was like almost passing out on the stairs and I spoke with them and I said, hey, you know, great music, but you know, uh, we're not looking for performers, we're looking for someone who would like to play a role in our play. 
BCN and I took it. You know, I had very minimal lines. I got to perform, which is great. And over the time, after even after that, I got to I hung out with the SA, um, went to the meetings, did some um, philanthropy work and whatnot. It was fun. It was great. I got to meet amazing people, amazing individuals, and I love them. They're great. So um, fast forward to now, I got invited back to perform, and it was great. You know, um, so many talented individuals in that uh, talent show, Northridge by Night. There were pianists, singers, rappers, dance groups. Uh, one guy was um, did some magic tricks on stage with cars, which was amazing. And I got to perform. I got to perform my latest and favorite song, Nikki Sushi, which is out on Spotify, iTunes, and all your um, streaming platforms of your choice. Deezer, Tidal, Google Play, all that. So, yeah, I got to perform, and for the first time ever, I got such a warm reception from the song and me performing. Everyone loved the song. I got some so many compliments afterwards. You know, Gucci Sushi is awesome. It was catchy. It sounded clean. Um, my mentor slash boss, J57, uh, he called it out. He called it out. Um, I recorded this song in March of, la of earlier this year. And he goes, yo, this is going to be a hit. I said, all right, okay, if you say so. You know, but I will say when I wrote that song and I recorded, I had the most fun. Something about that song, something about that structure. Um, I've been rapping for like 10 plus years, but only been putting out music recently. I've been so caught up lyrics, lyrical ability, which is great. There is a time and place for that, and it is definitely important. It's just, I just felt like I was competing most of the time, which is nothing wrong with it, but that's all I was doing. There was no substance or content. You know, you couldn't tell anything about me in my music. We're just saying, you know, punchlines and bars, which I am a fan of. I grew up in a mixtape era of, you know, G-Unit. Lloyd Banks, I mean that's G Unit, Fabulous, The Locks, all those cats. Like so, I'm first and foremost a fan of the punchlines, the metaphors, the delivery. Over time, I was like, man, like it just wasn't the same for me. You know, I didn't have as much fun recording. So I think that's why a lot of my writing struggled. So back to Gucci Sushi. It's just a great song. I love it. I mean, people love it. Check it out. Um, long story short, it's it, it was it started between a couple of people and I, um, and in that song, I just intertwined some like real life stuff that you wouldn't know because it, it's so coded. But I like it. So that was fun. You know, I had a great reception to that song. And also, um, afterwards, my friend and I went out. We went out, which we haven't done in a long time, went to a um, after party, or just a party in general. I don't know if it was an after party. I think it was just a party. We met up with some people, and uh, hey, you know, there's a party going on, and uh, I went. And um, had a few beers, nothing too crazy. And I just, we just had a blast. You know, I think there's something, like when you bring a, 
as a guy, if you bring a female friend to a party or kickback, you're like a little less creepy, you know, because a lot of women will be like, oh, okay, like he has female friends. He's not a creep. He's not here to, you know, hook up and try to get with girls, you know. So that was fun. And her and I haven't done that in a long time, going out to like a party or kickback. And we just had so much fun, you know, from pre-gaming in the car, listening to old songs that we used to listen to 10 years ago, nostalgic vibes, and we just came to that party, just met some new people, it was great. So that was my weekend, and Sunday, woke up with a hangover, hangover, I say hungover, and that's fine, it was cool. Um, I think I'm gonna start doing something called Sodium Sundays. Just, I don't know, that day, last on Sunday, I just, had so much sodium in my diet I had two of those like instant noodle bowls but the second time I um, only had a what do you call it only had like didn't add so much of the so, um, seasoning and that night when I got home from work I bought corned beef which sounds so fucking amazing right now and yo all y'all shitting on canned meat, you don't know what, what's up. You don't know what's up. You know, like, this shit was a staple back at home. Home in the Philippines. Like, people give so much shit, talk so much shit about spam, which I understand it's high sodium, it's not healthy, but we grew up on this. You know, we, in the Philippines, you didn't always didn't have readily available fresh meat on demand like you do at grocery stores here. So spam and eggs and rice in the morning. It's amazing. With some banana ketchup. Yeah, that's a thing. Get your culture up. And also, uh, rice and corned beef with onions and eggs. Sounds so amazing right now. I'm so tempted after this podcast, go to the Ralph's, buy some corned beef and fucking make rice and just eat that shit. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I should give a fuck, right? Like, okay. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm a little older. Oh, yeah, that's another segment I should go into. Like, you know, when you get a little older, I feel like you have to watch what you eat. Um, when I used to be in my younger 20s, I would just eat like shit, and I would consume a lot of alcohol and questionable substances that probably shouldn't take I'd be fine you know I'll wake up the next day not go to work at 9 a.m. Oh, I'm cool what's up play, a beer, play some beer pong the night before you know um, go to work at 9 a.m. what's up you know like my hair's a little fucked up I smell like beer but I'm ready to work now I have six beers and I'm like damn dude like what the fuck man let's get some fun or something you know like hangover city so there's that um, turning 31 um, in, uh, let's see, like 29 days. Yeah, um, December 12th is my birthday. Um, so I've just kind of been like struggling, not struggling so much now with my age just because uh, I tend to hang out with younger people and I look young and no one believes me I'm 31 or turning 30. And um, there's always this, in the back of my head you know I you know 
if I hang around, you know, I hang around campus a lot and, you know, people of my peers, as in, you know, we went to school together and stuff, hang out with them a lot and I see a lot of, you know, attractive women on campus and it's like, damn, I just feel kind of weird sometimes that, hey, you know, like, she's cute, but she's like a few years younger than me, you know, so there's always this battle in my head, like, I mean, it goes something like, oh, technically she's legal, I mean, she's of age, she's 18. Then there's that side of me that goes, well, that's kind of creepy, man. Like, you know, um, that's just creepy. Like, you know, she's, you know, a few years younger than you, like 8, 20, 21, and like you're like 30, and it just looks bad, you know? To me, it kind of does because there's, uh, you know, you always had that one friend, right, in high school? Usually like a female friend. And she's like, oh, I'm dating someone. And they're like years older, maybe like they're in college or something. And you're like, oh, that guy's a fucking pedophile. That guy's fucking weird. So I have that in the back of my head. Um, my friends tell me, you know, you know what? Honestly, as long as the maturity level is there and there's consent and she knows your age and y'all are cool and, you know, it's y'all on the same page, it's fine. You know, it's fine. So I'm still getting over that. I do hear women like older guys which is cool holla at me i am single it's messing no, i'm single though but uh you know yeah um that'd be cool <laughs> uh yeah you know um that department you know trying to get my groove back you know trying to date around and you know talk to more women you know now that i have more self-confidence i feel like the age thing and just where i was in life a couple years ago wasn't the best you know um now i just feel like i'm younger a little more healthy cut back on the partying a lot and uh yeah you know uh so so speaking of which i found uh, i tried or uh, sorry i uh, downloaded the hinge app which is really cool to me uh better than bumble and tinder in my opinion because you don't do swipe left or swipe right you do likes and dislikes and you can comment on pictures of women or whoever your whatever your preference is and you know you, they can talk back to you kind of thing so i've been you know just checking it out and you know i think i like to write funny things in comments not necessarily trolling but there's some funny stuff and i hope they don't think i'm trolling like there's one picture of this attractive woman um baking right there's this tray of donuts in front of her and I was putting the comment, Alexa, play Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. I don't think she got that. I don't think she's that. I mean, I don't know. But I just have a very hip-hop sense of humor and inside jokes that someone who may not be of that or really know too much should be like, what the fuck? So doing that, you know, doing my thing, doing there, you know, trying to, you know, like just talk to women, you know, it's fun. You know, as long as it's consensual, as long as they know what's up, as long as you're not being creepy and shit, I think it's cool. Uh, and so someone asked me a question like Saturday morning, a really cool question. I don't want to say their name because I don't know if they feel comfortable getting the name put out there. They asked, hey, serious question. Why is it hard for men to be emotionally vulnerable? Hmm, maybe not men, since females could have a hard time doing that. So people in general, 
Why do people have a hard time being emotionally vulnerable? That's a great question. Um, I thought it was a cool question to ask. Um, I have an answer, but I don't always follow it. You know, I think, I think being emotionally vulnerable. I can't speak for all guys, but I can just say that growing up as a guy, we're taught to repress our emotions. Uh, we're taught like showing emotions is weak, is whack, lame. You know, like play cool. I think that's you know, growing up, you learn that and you suppress your emotions and. I think when you suppress your emotions to a certain degree, uh, you learn how to be good at not communicating properly. Just saying, you know. Um, while at this, on the same, on the other side of it, which I totally agree with, um, it's good to protect your feelings. You know, I really think I'm not gonna being emotionally vulnerable here. I'm the type to fall quick. I don't know, maybe it's just in my head. Someone said I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't like to think so, but times, I'm like, yeah, I probably am. Um, I just think it's cool, like, you know, it's good to protect your feelings depending on what you're getting involved with. Um, you know, um, yeah, sometimes I fall too fast, you know, like way too quick. I think a lot of times it's our imagination. You know, there's a voice in our head, not, you know, not in a bad thing, but. I think there's our consciousness, right? Our consciousness, right? That's you being aware of what's going on and what your versus what your mind, um, what your mind thinks or does or wants to do, right? Like, you know, there's that um, there's that phrase, we are we are but our thoughts or something like we are only our thoughts, right? Which to a degree I get, but not necessarily. You and I know we have some fucked up thoughts in our head that don't make us who we are just because we think them, correct? Now, if we act them out, now if we have that mindset and apply it to life, that's different. But, you know, yeah. So, once again, there's other consciousness, right? And I think, like, um, you know, maybe if you know, you're talking to someone and you, know, you get endorphins out of it, and maybe those endorphins lead to like imagine oh like oh it'd be so cool if we go out or something and a lot of times you rush things in our head that's not always good um so yeah i think that's what it was and you know you grow up i grew up watching you know movies and tv shows where you know like you end up going out with the girl um and that's not always the case um let's see yeah so with that i really think a lot of us are emotionally vulnerable because we're afraid to get hurt. And I don't blame them, you know, I, that shit sucks. You know, like when you express how you feel about someone to that person, it's not reciprocated. But that also goes back to possibly expectations, right? We expect, we assume things. Just because we think we say something to someone else doesn't necessarily mean their emotions or feelings reflect what we put out there. So there is that sense of chance of like getting rejected or, you know, oh, I want to be friends, but there's nothing wrong with being friends, I don't think. Um, I have a lot of female friends, strictly plutonic, strictly plutonic. Sorry, I need more tea. I'm like fucking half awake. I woke up at 4.30 this morning. I woke up at 4.30. Super stoked because 
I'm working on a song with a D. Catalano label mate, homie. It's gonna be sick, right? And last night I was on in my, uh, I was doing a couple uh, cover arts for like for a friend for like my boss's homie and one of my stuff, and I got super stoked. Like, I like, I think I like making cover art. It's fun, so. That was super fun, and I was just so stoked off that vibe. I woke up this morning, started writing music. It's 8.31 a.m., and I'm doing a fucking podcast. I'm hyped. But also, I'm a morning person. I like to wake up early and start my day off right by just getting being productive. Um, I feel like sleeping in is great, but sometimes when I do it too much, I just feel lazy. and like, oh, I don't want to do anything. And I get it. Sometimes you need those days, but... I don't know, I just like waking up early and sleeping early. Um, also, Instagram. There's a new feature where it will track how many hours you go on Instagram. How many Instagram, how many hours of Instagram do you, how many hours are you on Instagram a day? Um, I didn't really think of it and then I, I looked at it, I'm like, holy shit. I wanted a lot. I set myself to a timer where it's one hour. I still go past it, but it's just good to know, good to be aware. But on the other end of the spectrum, I like posting hella memes, and I like, you know, I like to talk to people through DMs. Text messaging, not so much. I do more um, Instagram DMs. I have my uh, text notifications turned off. I've had it off for a year and some change, maybe, because, you know, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. I just don't like it. You know, I like to respond to text when I um, when I want to, and that one was that fucking number that noise. It shit bugs the fuck out of me. DMs are great. Like, shit, send me memes all day. Well, I mean, good memes, I guess. Yeah, I've like, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's trippy. I have a friend where we met in 2012. It's so funny. We didn't like each other. She thought it was just like this douchebag and I thought she wasn't the best person and it turns out we became like really good friends she's so awesome I don't know if I she wants me to say her name but like she's super cool and uh, she moved back to her hometown after like one or two semesters but in those six years dude we sent each other like we sent or tagged each other in like a fuck ton of memes I mean on average We'll send maybe like five to six memes each a day. Um, a day, right? I'm bad at math. You do the math. Five or six memes a day for six years. That's a lot of memes to tag and send. So I think it's, the, it's like the first time that I, um, you know, right, develop and establish and maintain a friend through memes strictly. Like, we don't really text. I see her once every few years when she's a six when she comes up comes down here for Six Flags. But uh, shouts out to you, you're awesome. I have a tattoo representing you of a Sailor Venus. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Who that is? Um, but yeah, uh, why I like memes so much? Like, fuck, I love memes. Um, I think because they make me laugh. Prior to memes, I didn't really laugh too much. But you have memes as a form of comic relief. I wake up in the morning. I love getting memes in the morning. It 
because it makes me laugh. Some say laughter is the best medicine. I think it really helps. It really helps waking up, seeing some funny stuff on your DMs. You know, I get them in the morning and they're great. So thank you for those. Send memes to me, um, like good ones. Uh, if you don't send me memes, don't send me memes. It's okay. But if you send me memes and you know who you are, thank you so much. There's like a handful of people that do. I have like, I have like a, a Shiba meme or post where like I send this person like strictly mainly animal and um, Shiba related memes and posts. That's the wholesome aspect. I have one friend where we send like just funny memes in general, more of the on the wholesome aspect. And there's a couple of those. And then there's a fucking hentai gang <laughs> group. Yo, I'm not gonna say what he's saying. It's fucked. It's some fuck shit. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, it's some really funny ass fuck shit. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, y'all gotta stop sending that shit. That, that fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Some, it looks cool, but it's fucked up. You know, like, it, 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 it fucks me up. <laughs> like, I don't talk about it. But it's some funny shit, but like, yo, we, we gotta stop sending that and stop fucking with each other like that, you know? So hentai gang, shouts out hentai gang, that's Angel and Frank, I hope to get you guys on the podcast soon, um, Angel and Frank are my dear friends, the tattoo artist, Frank is in the NorCal, Angel's here, Angel, we gotta get you on the podcast, you too Frank, um, hentai gang, trying to get hentai tattoos for us three, um, yeah, we met like a couple years ago, it was so awesome. I don't know how it started, but someone said hentai gang. Yo, fucking hentai gang. And it's like, yeah, so hentai gang. Um, so yeah, and then there's one with uh, me and L and J. That's pretty funny. We don't go out as much. We just sound like hip-hop ass shit. It's funny. Um, yeah, so that's that's the meme part. Um, I love podcasts, obviously. It's just great. I have it on all the time for interviews. Like when I'm in the bathroom, when I'm on my way to work, when I'm here. You know, it's so funny. Like uh, there was this person over, spent, she spent the night and she noticed, you know, when I woke up, we woke up and I was playing, listening to State of the Culture, Everyday Struggle. She goes, is this what you do all the time? You're fucking old. That was pretty funny. A little butthurt, but that's kind of funny. Thanks. You're fucking young. Not that young. Yo, not that young. She's legal. Okay, I gotta stop. But uh, that was consensual too, so. Um, yeah, it's really windy. Um, let's see what else is there to talk about. I think that's it. I don't wanna... I don't wanna um, bore anyone else. I think, like, if I keep talking like this, it's gonna be same shit. Um, yeah, that was the contingency episode. Thank you. Um, I have a track coming out on my birthday. Very special track to me. I'll tell you why later on uh, as the time gets closer. Um, I'm just thankful. You know, I think like, you know, um, I, want, I, want to, I want to finish the podcast with this. that um, a lot of times we get down on ourselves for not having certain people in our life, for not having certain material possessions in our lives, and a certain 
number in our bank account. And that's fine. We all do it. It's normal. But, you know, what kind of, what really offsets that? Being thankful for what you do have. In light of some tragic events that happened this weekend, I'm like, man, I am so thankful. Thank you, universe, I'm alive. Thank you, universe, that I have a place to stay. I have a blanket over me. I have a bed. I have a laptop, a microphone, an iPhone, fucking food in my fridge, enough money in my bank account to last me till the next paycheck. Like, yo, that's... That's something that a lot of people don't have, believe it or not, right? We live in a first world country. We're very privileged. So when you think about those things, you know, I'm in good health, able-bodied, got privilege, and it's like, yo, we have to be thankful, more thankful than we usually are. And I think when I think of life like that, I'm blessed. So are you. Count your blessings. Appreciate them. And be thankful for the people you have in your life. You know, um, friends, family, friends or family, both. Yeah. So on that note, I think we're done. Thank you for tuning in. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope it wasn't too boring. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.